0: Support comes from Adelaide Interiors. Their design team can expertly manage every detail of your renovation and remodeling project from start to finish. From bathrooms to kitchens, appliances, cabinets, countertops, flooring, and coverings. More at Adelaide.com. Everyone was so welcoming to us. We anticipated Black restaurateurs or bar owners to be open to us or the black liquor store owners to be open to our brand we anticipated that what was really refreshing is that everyone was
1: i'm delia cologne and this is the zest citrus seafood spanish flavor southern charm the zest celebrates cuisine and community in the sunshine state today we're raising a glass to a florida beverage company that's making waves
0: Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in depth, long form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR. What if whiskey didn't make
1: your throat burn? What if instead it tasted comforting and slightly sweet, like a candy your grandma might keep in her purse? That's the idea behind Duke and Dame Salted Caramel Flavored Whiskey. It's the brainchild of Chima Buri and Amani Macaulay, their friends who met in New York and later moved to South Florida to see if their idea had legs. Spoiler alert, it did. The guys launched Duke and Dame in 2018. Today, you can order Duke and Dame in restaurants and on cruise ships. It's on the shelves at Total Wine & More, ABC Fine Wine & Spirits, Walmart Liquors, and now Publix as of July 10th. That same day, Oprah Winfrey featured the whiskey on her O-List, which is a roundup of products that have the Media Mobile's blessing. I recently chatted with Amani and Chima. In our conversation, the guys share how they came up with the idea for Duke and Dame, their journey as Black entrepreneurs in the spirits industry, and advice for what to do with the great idea you've been sitting on. Chima speaks first.
0: It's incredible. If we would have asked this when we first launched this, how quickly the brand would have been in adopted by the big box retailers we would have wouldn't have believed you at all two weeks out the gate when we first launched in 2018 we landed total wine 30 days later we landed abc here in florida and then walmart liquors then costco and now the really big one public so we just launched two weeks ago in all 334 locations throughout the state and being someone who's from florida basically grew up with seeing Publix becoming the dominant uh, retailer or or shopping choice uh, in this market, not only Florida, but now the Southeast, it is phenomenal because they're so particular about the brands that they bring into the location. So it it really means a lot.
1: You ticked off all the big names, all the stores that someone would want to be in. So Amani, what is it about the product that's resonating with people?
2: It really is about that emotional connection that Duke and Dame has with customers. For most spirits, when you take a shot of it, me, most of us cringe a little bit. You make that so-called whiskey face, you're looking for a chaser, right? Whether it's lime or tequila or some type of juice. But I think when consumers experience Duke and Dame, there's this surprise factor. Oh, wow, wait a minute, this is whiskey, but I'm, I'm smiling, I've enjoyed it, I'm loving it. I'm I'm enjoying it neat by itself, warm. And Duke and Dame has this very unique taste profile where at first sip, you're you're greeted with this very aroma forward, uh, caramel forward feature. And that draws a lot of people in, people who may not like whiskey, people may have hated bait whiskey. And then you get this very smooth palate where you're surprised, wait a minute, wow, this, I don't get that harsh whiskey burn that usually turns me off the whiskey. And then you take that second sip and all of a sudden it changes and the whiskey, the bourbon notes start to become more pronounced. And now you're getting the hints of oak and spice. So that aroma brings in people who may not be whiskey fans, those complex bourbon notes, the balance, the smoothness that brings in people who might be hardcore whiskey enthusiast. I'm not expecting, I wasn't expecting this complexity in a flavor whiskey. And so it becomes this very universal product that everyone loves. And the experience is so different that people were just drawn to it.
1: Yeah. Why do we do that to ourselves? Drink something that makes our throat (laughs) burn that we have to have a chaser with. Why would we do that? So it it seems like such an obvious idea, but you guys are obviously killing it out here. So not everybody has thought of it. Chima, take me back to when and how this idea came about.
0: Sure. It was a crazy idea over dinner one night. Manny and I, we both used to uh, live and work in New York, and we come from the finance world, and I was with a bunch of my buddies at dinner, and when Fireball cinnamon whiskey first came into the market, it was the biggest craze. Have you tried this drink that is reminiscent of Big Red Gum, that cinnamon flavor? And so half the table had tried the other half hadn't tried it yet, and we took a shot. It sparked a conversation. If you can start your own flavored whiskey what flavor profile would you choose? And when the conversation came to me, I said, I'll create something reminiscent of the Werther's original, that little caramel candy that grandmas used to give uh, all the kids and sugar babies or sugar daddy's candy, if you remember those. So that nostalgia moment of salted caramel, I was like, man, I would create something like that, a whiskey with that profile. And the entire table was, man, what an awesome idea. But of course, we all went back to work, just dinner conversation, as we all had. Three plus years later, I'd left New York, moved back to Miami. About a year and a half after that, Amani was traveling. He had just quit, and he was vacationing in Florida. And we started talking about next steps, like what he's going to do next and me. And I was like, man, remember this idea I had years ago? By this time, Tennessee Honey had come out. Billion-dollar brand. Crown Apple had come out. Billion-dollar brand. And I was like, man, there's a space for the salty caramel idea. And so he was intrigued, and we met with the distiller. We left that meeting after four hours thinking, like, man, this is something we could do. And he went back to New York. Our kitchens looked like chemistry labs. We were calling each other back and forth. We had beakers and pipettes and all this types of things going on. And we were sampling our friends with the concoction we had come up with. And now we've won 10 International Spirit Awards for the third best flavored whiskey in the world.
1: And you started when?
0: Uh, We've launched in actually this month, end of July 2018. So we're officially in the market five years now.
1: Oh, my gosh. We all have an idea that we're sitting on and we don't act on, probably out of fear. But you guys acted Mm -hmm. on it. And now look where you are. Amani, where does the name Duke and Dame come from? Because I'm thinking a Duke is a guy. A Dame is a woman. You are two guys. Explain.
2: (laughs) We get that question all the time. Which one of you is is the Dame? Um. (laughs) It goes back to that emotional connection I mentioned earlier. We had this great product that was a whiskey that everyone seemed to enjoy, men, women, whiskey lovers, whiskey haters, everyone in between. But how do we how do we come up with a name for that? So we sat down and we started thinking about what's well, crazy. People have this very unique reaction to our whiskey that we haven't seen with other products. Like they they really feel amazing when they drink it. They're smiling, they're laughing, they feel royal, they feel regal. And that kind of brought us to the honorific titles. And so we started going down the list of honorific titles. we like, we like Duke. And the second part of it was we also wanted to capture this essence of inclusivity. Duke and name is for everyone. You could be a man, you could be a woman, you could be one of the uh, 65-year-old aunties. <laughs> <You could> be- <laughs> With the words original in her in purse. Exactly. Right? At the time, we were developing as Chima's daughter was 21. And we just realized about everyone likes us. How do we capture that essence of this is for everyone? And that's how we came up with the Duke and the Dame, the Dame being a female knight who's earned her knighthood, strong at her, in her own right. And that was us giving a nod to The fact that in our research we were learning and it surprised us that 35 to 40 percent of whiskey drinkers in the u.s are women and we were like huh okay why not be one of the first whiskey brands to actually include women in the branding not just as an afterthought but you're part of the brand this is a whiskey for everyone and that's really how the duke and dame came about
1: that's genius chima It looks like it's been just streets paved with gold all the way from 2018, but I'm sure you all had your challenges. So what were some of the biggest challenges in starting this company?
0: Yes, we have had a lot of success and we're really happy about that. But yes, challenges for sure. One of the biggest challenges or hurdles is that we came from a different world, right? We weren't from the spirits industry. So we didn't come in right away with this knowledge of, oh, we have a resource or a pool of potential customers because we've been calling on liquor stores our entire career we've been calling on hotel accounts our entire career or we've been within the spirits industry or spirit space so just learning how it works just learning how do we talk with distributors how do we talk with retailers understanding logistics and things like that so we knew that we could learn it. Uh, we were passionate about the industry just because we didn't come from the industry didn't mean that we weren't you know, enthusiastic about it. So one of the biggest challenges was just finding people who were willing to share the ins and outs of it. For example, if I wanted to open up a restaurant or a clothing store or a barbershop, I know many people I could talk to who've done that before, who would be willing to share hurdles uh the pitfalls uh, do's and don'ts uh, however it's not every day you meet somebody who owns a spirit company so it was really difficult for us to just not only do that but when we started to network and find people what surprised us is that almost everyone we talked to was willing and open to share the industry's hard enough but it's like a, a brotherhood and a sisterhood feeling to where if you're in it if you're willing to try and do it and put in the hard work i'm willing to share my pitfalls or my hurdles or give you a couple of pointers on how you can really make your journey a little bit better than mine. And so we obviously pay that forward as well when we talk to newer brands who are coming into the market too.
1: Amani, what's something you wish you had known when you started that you now know, or maybe a mistake that you all made?
0: Everything.
2: (laughs) (laughs) No, it's serious. Like Chiba said, we started off speaking to people just to get information about the industry as we came in. And there's so much to know that one person can't possibly tell you every little thing. And so there are many instances where we'd be working on something and we'd find out something we were like, oh, I wish somebody had told us that two years ago. <laughs> Just little things like, how do you get data about your sales through your distributor, right? Like what platforms, what systems can you subscribe to be data? We had no idea. No one even told us that you could do that until one day we were like, come on, dude. (laughs) And so that's why it's such an interesting industry because we all, many of us drink, but most of us don't really understand the intricacies of the industry. So there's so many things that we wish someone had told us, but that's part of the beauty of being an entrepreneur, particularly in the new field. You're learning on the fly. You're always learning something new. Tomorrow, we're going to learn something we didn't know three years ago. You just have to be ready for that and able to adjust and react accordingly and and keep going.
0: Support comes from Adelaide Interiors. Their design team can expertly manage every detail of your renovation and remodeling project from start to finish, from bathrooms to kitchens, appliances, cabinets, countertops, flooring, and coverings. More at Adelaide.com.
1: Jima, what are the pros and cons of being two black men in this space?
0: We really anticipated that we would really hit the ground and with a lot of passion and really try to see how we could find our way into the space. Coming from finance, New York or finance or Wall Street doesn't necessarily look like Amani and I, but we were successful in that previous career. And we took that same approach. Uh, We knew that the spirits industry didn't largely look like us, but that didn't stop us before, and it wouldn't halt us or or impact us negatively here. So our approach was really, one, let's go out into the market. Let's create a great spirit. Let's make friends, regardless of what background they came from, and let's see if we could really penetrate the market. So we feel we're two Black men that happen to make a great spirit that's enjoyed by everyone. But what I would like to say, what's I don't know if it surprised us, but it was refreshing that Everyone was so welcoming to us. We anticipated, let's say Black restaurateurs or bar owners to be open to us or the Black liquor store owners to be open to our brand. We anticipated that. What was really refreshing is that everyone was. Customers at Total Wine who were just like, oh my God, you guys are the owners? Oh, can I take a picture? can you sign my bottle? Uh, Everyone's excited. And we were just, it was so refreshing, that belief in humanity again, to say that everyone's not just in their corners, their respective corners. Everyone's really just excited for the entrepreneurial spirit that we had and the fact that they were meeting, because not every day you meet an owner of a product that you really enjoy. And we really took that in and that really fueled us to really say, what. This is a whiskey for everyone. And we're seeing that in the market, how everyone's really receptive, regardless of where they're from, what their background is. We, we found success in every corner.
1: It is whiskey for everybody. The people's whiskey. Okay. I like that. The people's <laughs> the whiskey. The
0: people's whiskey. There you so, go.
1: Amani, how are the people enjoying the whiskey besides drinking it straight up? What are some other fun ways to enjoy
2: it? Oh, uh, yeah. Duke and Dame is so versatile. It makes so many amazing cocktails. It it blends well with everything. And it's funny, we'll meet people and we'll say, oh, you got to try it in this cocktail, that cocktail. And they'll stop us and say, don't mess with my Duke and Dame. I I drink it neat. I drink it on the rocks. That's how I like it. And so for us, it's really about how you enjoy it, right? Some people want to drink it neat. Some people want to drink it on a rock. Some people drink it with a splash of pineapple or a splash of soda. However you enjoy it, That's what you do. Having said that, you can go to our website, DukeAndDame.com. You can go to our YouTube channel at DukeAndDame Whiskey. You can go to our Instagram at DukeAndDame Whiskey, and you'll find some amazing cocktail recipes. DukeAndDame makes all the traditional whiskey cocktails and just enhances them. Your whiskey sours, your old fashions. We have people who tell us we've ruined old fashions for them now. When they go to a bar and order an old fashioned, and that bar doesn't have DukeAndDame, they're like, I can't drink it. It doesn't taste the same. Ooh, I love that. And then we also make amazing summer cocktails. This summer, we've been featuring a, a French 75, which is a classic gin cocktail. But now we make it with Duke and Dame and it's even better with a little champagne and lemon. Espresso martinis are amazing with Duke yeah. and Dame. A lot of our country, are eat, most espresso martinis are made with vodka. And then we introduce them to Duke and Dame and it's, oh, wow, <laughs> you just changed our life. And so the range of Duke and Dame is so awesome. And so we encourage our customers and our fans to, hey, go experiment, try different things at Duke and Dame. It mixes well with everything.
1: So Chima, can we dig into the taste a little bit? I know it's got that Werther's Original nostalgic caramel flavor, but is it sweet? Because I'm thinking if you just substitute like a one for one Will the cocktail be sweeter than someone expected, or what can people expect in terms of taste?
0: It's so unique and and different from our competitors within this category. Amani and I are big whiskey, bourbon, scotch guys, and when we came into this market, we were like, we want to do something different. We felt most of our competitors were really taking moonshine, which is unaged whiskey, flavoring or natural or unnatural flavoring, and then high fructose corn syrup to just sugar the product because that's what the market was really doing. And we wanted to take a more disruptive or different approach. We wanted to create something that we would actually drink, which is let's focus on the whiskey. From a taste standpoint, uh, Amani mentioned a little earlier, the first and second sips are layered tasting profile, but our makeup of the whiskey is 100% corn whiskeys, which includes a two-year age bourbon. Our whiskeys are 100% corn, so that gives us the smoothness and this inherent sweetness so we don't have to over-sugar the product. We're one of the few that don't use high fructose corn syrup. Everything in our brand is all natural, 100% natural and artificial colors, flavors, or sweeteners. And we're only one gram of sugar per serving. So we're the lowest sugar content within the category, which is amazing. Our closest competitor is Tennessee Jack Honey at five grams of sugar per serving. When customers, they really enjoy it, where the nose is very robust. And as Amani just mentioned, all the cocktails, Bartenders and mixologists love it because they create the cocktails, the essence and the aroma of the caramel still comes through the cocktail. However, when you first taste it, you notice it's not as sweet as it smells. And it's extremely smooth and it's enjoyable, neat, warm. Actually, when we do the samplings at our liquor stores, we sample it warm right out the bottle. And it surprises so many customers because they're like, oh, my God, no. I, I'm a vodka or a tequila person, but they would never just enjoy their favorite spirit, neat, warm, ever. You know, it really has to be had in a cocktail. But we really encourage people to say, if you can enjoy this brand warm out the bottle and you, Mr. or Mrs. non-whiskey drinker, or who are not used to drinking whiskey neat and enjoy it, then imagine when you create a cocktail with it and things of that nature. The flavor profile is so unique, but we really started with better quality ingredients to make this amazing whiskey
1: very cool and i think in florida there's a reputation for these cheap drinks that people buy on the beach that are overly sweet so you two Mm -hmm. make florida proud Amani, you had mentioned that you were living in new york so how did the two of you end up in florida and how did you actually meet
2: so we met in new york and she was working in new york and a mutual friend of ours connected us now she was actually leaving new york to come back to Florida, had a going away party, and we were both there. And she said, ah, oh, I've been meaning to connect you guys, and that's how we met, and we've been friends ever since. How I ended up coming to Florida, very simple. We, Chima threw out this idea, <laughs> this crazy <laughs> idea, <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay, interesting. And then we did some research and went back to New York. We started prototyping in our kitchens and come up with this concept of what we were trying to create. Finally, a couple of months later, we had, a formula and we're on the phone like, hey, try one mill of this and one mill of that and blah blah blah. And when we finally got it, we said, okay, this is it. He made a batch in Florida. I made a batch in New York. We were tasting our friends and family. And the responses we got blew us away. I think up to that point we were still just messing around <laughs> a little bit. And then when we got those responses back, oh my God, you made this? Oh dude, you gotta sell this. You gotta create this. And he's getting the same responses in Florida. We got on the phone and we had one of those conversations like, so what do you want to do? What do you want to do? Two weeks later, I moved to Florida. We started the business. <laughs> Whoa.
1: So this yeah. is the whiskey that brought you to Florida. And now yes. it's throughout Florida. Exactly. Amazing. Oh, okay. Exactly. Chima. It is a pretty young company. You're like LeBron joining the NBA right out of high school. So, where do you go from here? Do you all have other ideas? What's next for Duke and Dame? I
0: don't have to look at it like that, but I love that. We're so excited. So, we have started our expansion somewhat. And obviously, we're looking to expand everywhere. We're currently in Florida, New York, Michigan, Maryland, and DC. We shipped to 38 states, we're in seven Caribbean markets. We're on every carnival cruise ship in the world. We just started the World Caribbean as well. Ruth Chris Steakhouse, MGM Casino, and we mentioned all the liquor stores before and a lot of other restaurants in between, from Florida, like Yard Bird and Marcus Samuelson's restaurant, uh, Red Rooster. We actually have the number one and number three selling cocktail there. So we have a lot of great partners that we have, let's say, amassed so far. And most recently, just last week, we made Oprah Winfrey's O-List. So she is basically blessed uh, the brand and, and listed us as one of her her items that she enjoys so
1: you're um, set for so life basically
0: i wish <laughs> no, but she we were so humbled and excited that they not only uh invited us for a meeting but at that meeting actually turned into her choosing our brand to be on her list which is incredible so for us to, to be honest uh, we don't start every day with an expectation and we are humbled and surprised and blessed every day as the world just adopts to contain more and more. So we really want to, within our markets that we're currently in, we're focused and getting a deeper penetration in those markets right now. And sometime next year, uh, we're looking to expand further into other markets and potentially uh, sometime soon in the near future, uh, we're in the lab preparing some uh, potential other flavor profiles that we know the world will enjoy as well.
1: I know they will. So that was actually going to be my last question. But then after you dropped all those names, we need your advice. There are people listening who have an idea for a product, a food product, a beverage, and they would love to have any of those clients that you just mentioned, let alone that entire list. So do either one of you have any parting words of advice for those people?
2: Yes. <laughs> When we first started, we sent our bottle to every distributor in Florida. We got a no from every single person, except for one. And you only need one. And that one distributor, they got us into Total Wine. They got us into ABC, this small regional distributor. And lesson number one is you're going to have to go out far and wide, and you're going to get a lot of rejections. But all you need is one. All you need is that first one. And when we got that first um chain account, Total Wine, that gave us credibility instant, not just with consumers who were like, oh, you guys are total wine, oh my God. But also with other retailers over time, which led us to get into ABC and Costco, et cetera, et cetera. And so you're gonna have to grind, you're gonna have to send out samples to everyone. You're gonna have to we would send gift baskets to buyers, we would show up at the office. <laughs> No, seriously, you're going to have to get creative and be aggressive without coming off as pushy, right? You don't want to turn people off, but come off as genuine, like, hey, we really want you to try a product and just don't give up. If that's your dream, if you have a great product, great packaging, and you want it to get picked up, you're going to have to be aggressive, go wide and far. And once you get that first one, support them like they support you. Right. Make sure they know that you're here to stay and you want to do everything in your power to make sure that when they put you on their shelf, consumers are going to come and pull your product off of their shelf.
1: Chima, is there anything you would add to that?
0: (laughs) You nailed it. He nailed it and brought back some memories too. But yes, it's so true to have that belief in yourself. If I could echo that, not everyone, even within your family, your friend circle, is going to believe your crazy idea that you come up with. And to your point, as you mentioned early, so many ideas that we have go to the grave. The advice is really go for it. Plan, understand what it takes. So many businesses fail because they're underfunded, underplanned, as far as not modeled correctly or to look at potentially what your expenditure would be, what it takes to really bring that idea to the market. Really not only investing in whatever that widget may be that you're creating and you think the world needs, but also spend time to poke as many holes in that idea. What could make this fail? And then with the advice of your trusted circle, plug up those holes. And now that we have a solid idea and a plan, contingencies and things of that nature, really plan out the funding it's going to take to bring this idea to market. And protect your idea, protect yourself, protect your sanity. Uh, Realize that not everyone's going to believe in you immediately, like Amani mentioned. We got a ton of no's, right? And it's really about having that one person who believes in you you trusting them and you paying it forward to other people as, as well so that would be what i would have to give
2: can i figure back on something yes Chima please said? so this is the concept of poking holes in your idea that's so important because there are a lot of people that have an idea and they don't want to hear anything negative if you say hey have you thought about this this could go wrong just to figure back on what you must be open to that constructive criticism because it's going to help you evaluate all of the potential pitfalls, all of the potential risks. And once you go through that process, it's going to make your idea and your business stronger. If you don't go through that process, you risk launching a business that's doomed to fail because you hadn't thought through all of those issues before you started. Those people in your life who are saying, hey, have you thought about this? Have you thought about that? Have you thought about that? welcome those matter of fact if you don't have anyone ask you questions like that go find some people to help you help challenge you because it's going to make your
0: Absolutely. business stronger
1: that's so good because you're going to get the challenge it's either going to happen before you waste a lot of time and money or after 100%.
0: <laughs> yes yes. <laughs> yes well
1: what a great success story chima and amani thank you so much for your time and cheers to you i'm gonna look for some duke and dame the next time i'm in the grocery store
2: Yes, thanks for having us. No, oh, thank you so much. This is awesome.
1: Chima Buri and Amani McCauley are the co-founders of Duke and Dame Salted Caramel Flavored Whiskey. You know we had to ask them for some cocktail recipes. You'll find them on our website, thezestpodcast.com. I'm Dalia Cologne. I produce The Zest with Andrew Lucas. Our digital team includes Chamber Balcom and Alexandria Ebron, who suggested this episode. Thank you, Alex. The Zest is a production of WUSF Public Media. Copyright 2023. Part of the NPR Network.